will you feel bad like if you were to go off because you finished your work or do you feel like oh you know I'm new and all like I think I need to stay I think for me, first year, a bit lah. There'll be some fear. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, I mean, when you're new, you haven't analyzed or what's the company culture, mm. how are people like. And yeah. then, uh, generally, the indicator is what time you come and how long you stay. Mm. Like, what time you stay till. Yeah, so with that, sometimes you're like, wow, a bit pricey if uh, someone of a higher title uh, or, or, or higher designation stays uh, later than yeah, you. Yeah, stay later than you. Then like, wow, pricey say yeah, to leave. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, after one year in, right, uh, mm. I would I would think to myself, actually, I know what I bring to the table, mm. and I know, uh, yeah, I mean that's with the the presumption that you you really can deliver your work, lah. Mm. Yeah, you're yeah. willing to put in the Correct. what it yeah. takes you, to deliver. You plan well, you communicate well, yep. and you deliver what you need to deliver. Mm. I think with mm. that, uh, yeah, then after that, I prefer say it, lah. Five forty-five. Leave on time. Leave on time, lah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. there are days that uh we have meetings. Mm-hmm. And then uh, meetings join and do like, wow, very late. So not eight, nine. Okay, not late compared to y'all, but uh, late lah. Then those are days that are like uh, the exceptions. Mm. Yeah, but if normal time can leave early, leave early lor. Mm. Yeah, not early, leave on time. On time. Yeah. I think the, the more important thing is not so much of how long you stay for it to be an indicator yeah. of like the, the value of your work. Correct. Yeah, but at the same time, you are willing and, and it comes out lah, mm. yeah, to, to do what it takes. Yeah. Um, when there's busy seasons, you will pull your weight yeah. and stuff like that. But I think it's quite interesting because uh, my job uh, is quite a small company. So when it's small, there are not a lot of people to, in that sense, compare with lah. Yeah, mm. when, when there are people that stay late. So I was just wondering if uh, there's a, I mean, organizationally, if it's bigger, uh, I'm not too sure what size your, your companies are, right? Will that pressure will be uh worse or not? Or like uh how do you deal with it? Yeah. yeah, I think like in my first year in that agency, I totally like felt what you felt. And mm. also like on top of that I had like a super bad case of imposter syndrome. Oh. I think mm. it's also like because how many of the syndromes fact that are I had two roles. Yeah, well. Stockholm oh, syndrome, yeah, well. imposter <laughs> syndrome. Very sick, I think. <laughs> yeah, very sick. <laughs> <laughs> very problematic in general. <laughs> yeah, so like I always feel like I, I even though I like put my best foot forward, right? Uh, what mm. I do is never enough. But oh. it's all self-inflicted. La. How so, did you realize it was self-inflicted? Um after you threw the I can get I can get to that later. But okay, like, okay. I, I, I just want to say that like at the start I feel like it's normal to feel mm. like um you are being compared to your peers in terms of how long uh you work. But I also think that different people have very different working styles. Mm. So there are some people who really, right, they really thrive on like their smoke breaks and their tea breaks and their coffee breaks and that really does help them work better in the times when they are actually at work. And like, I think like because of that, you end work late, that is something that you choose and it's something that you are at peace with. And if that's the case, then I think that's okay. Um, But I think that for those who really want to just get the work done, finish at 6pm on the dot and then want to leave early, right? I feel they also have every right to do that because it really depends on your own working style. Right? Yep. Mm. So if, um, like let's say you're already like two years in, you're already comfortable in the environment, but you still feel that pressure and that stress from your colleagues to stay late regardless mm. of your working style, then I think that the problem is not with you, but with the environment. Mm. Um and I feel that 
some tips that can help is um, usually if I leave at 6 or 6.30, I'll be like, I am meeting my family or mm. I have this thing on, I have that thing on. Then usually, generally, if you got an excuse, right, people will let you go. Mm. Of course, mm. you still joke around, la, but like you need to, yeah, like, like Glenn said, you need to be a bit more thick-skinned sometimes. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. think it's about communicating what you value also. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's also realising that um, people, like, different areas of life are valued differently by different people. But it doesn't mean that, like, um, we have to, uh, like, we have to accept and also uh, embrace a particular like value that is being esteemed highly in the company mm. just for the sake that yeah. because everyone else is doing that also yeah. because family is also important yeah, no. yeah. health is important yeah, yeah and there's life so much to life outside of work as well but then how did you then <laughs> get rid of my imposter syndrome yes or how did you realize it was self-inflicted um i think it was only after i left that company and i joined my current company so mm. i realized that that oh my agency and my this company is very different in terms of environment workplace culture and also expectations so in my old agency i think it's also because like i had so many roles uh, my jd mm. was never clear to me i never had like any manager or any boss or director like sit down with me and lay out like okay this year these are your kpis mm. these are your oh. expectations for a person at your level mm. so back then even though i was a junior level i was always striving to do like a role that was higher than mine or like a director level or whatever mm. so wow. it has they did say it has been said before in my old agency that i am at this role but they feel that i am playing a role that's much higher than my that role Compared to my this agency, my this agency, my this company, uh, no longer in an agency, thank goodness. <laughs> and my this company is very, very laid out, very transparent on the table. Like at your role, this is what you're expected to do. Mm. So then in that sense, right, I feel like I know exactly what I need to do. And mm. because I know exactly what I need to do, and I know that I'm doing it, I don't have any imposter syndrome. Because it's not oh. like, oh, you need to do this thing, then there's other people out there that's doing it better than you. No, mm. because it's all on the table already. This is just what you need to do. Right. Yeah, so I think... That brought a lot I of clarity. Had, it brought a lot of clarity and a lot more confidence. Mm. But back then, I had very bad imposter syndrome because I never know, like, for that role, what am I supposed to do? Like, what's my expectation? So I always feel like, oh, other people in my role of, like, junior copywriter or, like, copywriter yeah. need to do, like, this much. Like, need to lead regional campaigns or whatever. I don't know. Like, need to yeah, never make yeah. mistakes or whatever, you know? Yeah, so because of that, I had like a lot of insecurity in my old agency. Yeah, yeah, understandable. And I feel like when you share that, right, I mean, it just reminded me that um, we have these like annual uh, performance review, right? Mm. Yeah, and I think last time when I was young, right, I kind of thought oh, I could only, you know, like ask questions about, you know, my role and or clarify certain things or bring out concerns only during that, that um, two-hour slot with my boss. Oh. But I think like when I... Um, kind of like uh, work for a few years and also encountered very good bosses and colleagues la, along the way that like gave me very good advice. Mm. I realised that actually um, we can also initiate these conversations mm. to clarify our roles or clarify certain like scope of, you know, yeah. the projects or whatever that, you know, is causing um, us to feel um, stressed or confused or lost with, mm. with our bosses any time of, of the year. Yeah, of course, we catch them at a time where they are, you know, like, not so busy or you know mm. like find a good time to sit and talk yeah yeah so that we don't have to feel like oh we can we need to like uh tahan for like a one whole year right, before yeah. we can like um hope for a change or talk about a change yeah. kind of thing so i i realized that 
Um, I guess depending on like our company's like culture mm. and all like I think it's always good where um the environment allows for um just open conversations mm. or you know your boss is your boss may not need to like be um physically present in the company mm. all the time because they might have a lot of things to do right but yeah. I think it's just like um if that if if he or she is able to just um be very inviting like you know mm. anytime um just you know call me for a chat mm. even though I may not I may seem very busy but you know, mm. like, um, I will make time if 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 needed. Mm. Yeah. So I feel like actually these are things that we can, uh, we can remember also during times where things get a little crazy. Mm. Yeah, I think I think that's that's super good. I I think sometimes a company culture, right? Uh, when the KPIs are not clear, uh, you don't know what exactly is the standard or what exactly is the 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 indicator to deliver and what what exactly is good performance. Yeah. Mm. And I think when that's the case, uh, just like uh, Elise, right, you you won't know exactly uh, what you're delivering. Mm. Yeah, so you don't know whether you're over-delivering, under-delivering. And I think that a grey and ambiguous uh, place uh, won't do you good mentally. Yeah. yeah it's like you, you come mm. to work, you, 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 you don't know that whether you're doing a good job, mm. you, you might feel uh, insecure, uh, or you might, or you might even think that you're doing a super good job, but uh, people might think that uh, uh, eh, they might have opinions la, about mm. uh, eh, why are you doing so much? Why are you spoiling the market? And ah, like, yeah. or even oh. things like uh, uh, I mean, different problems la, But uh, when we have open conversations, I think uh, that would be super helpful for. Mm. In fact, the the entire company la, when Yeah, you, to clarify or yeah, realign yeah, certain things. And to just have uh, I mean, when you manage to have these kind of conversations with your boss and then uh, your you have a casual chat with your colleagues about it then they, mm. they know that hey, oh yeah actually we can do this we can uh, have open conversations with our bosses yeah. and then actually it benefits everyone not just uh, us as uh, individuals uh. Um, what was the one thing that you held on to that uh, you that helped you to go through the very stressful work seasons Mm, okay, one thing. Uh, okay, maybe I can share a, a story. I did. I did mention that I was working nineteen days straight, right? So, uh, I go to church. So, uh, in 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 church, we have this thing called the the life group, lah. So it's a it's a community where we gather, uh, weekly. Mm. So when you do the math, uh, nineteen days out of uh, thirty days, uh, there are many weeks that I didn't go, lah. I didn't uh. go to to uh to church, but I think I do look forward to meet them uh, all the time. Yeah, uh, why so, right? I think these people are like-minded people uh, with the same faith as I. Mm. And uh, I think I, I, I go to them sometimes just uh, like being myself. La. I, I yeah. just come, I share with them. Wow, well, she work very stressed, work very tiring. And uh, these people are, are always very nice. They they give me advice. They they mm. listen to me. Mm. They uh pray for me. They mm. uh sometimes buy me food because I like to eat. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, and like uh, yeah, they do they do these things uh, uh for me. Yeah, nice. and uh, I think I uh after these crazy periods, right? I will mm. always uh look forward to meeting them, and I know that that day will will come lah. Be it seven days, fourteen days. 19 days a month wow. uh, these are people that I can turn to uh, both during and after uh, these crazy periods yeah mm. and I'm thankful mm. that uh, 
Yeah, it's like a it's like a place of uh, refuge in that sense, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I yeah. I get recharged after uh, I don't know, feeling depleted at work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes work is just so stressful and tiring, right? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I mean, even though these uh gatherings are like after work, but mm. you still uh, like go down. Yeah, it's like your physical battery is uh dropping, but yeah. uh, you just feel so energized and uh, refreshed after mm. lah. Yeah, oh, that's so great. That helps me a lot. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Like it's a like charging your system. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. I think it's very important to be around people who like give you energy or like give mm. life to you. And like sounds like they're like your safe zone or something. Yeah. Mm. I think it's not it's not like a vibes thing actually. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like a uh, uh we, we connect at a deeper at a deeper level. yeah, deeper place and level. La. And that really helps me uh be 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 have the perspective lah that uh there's more to life than uh than work law than mm. being stressed. Ah, so these are the group of people that uh will remind you uh during your like stressful work seasons that yeah uh that there's things that are more than just work. Yeah, I, I mean sometimes they hear me out. Sometimes mm. they give me advice. Yeah. Uh, even things like how to be uh, a better employee. Yeah, I oh, think that's uh. Good. Not not so much on just like a or uh, jiao like uh shake bro. Uh, yeah, uh, bro. <laughs> I, I mean guys do that a lot lah. Like, even you do uh, shake yeah shake bro. But uh uh yeah sometimes when we, when I when I share them about my work situation they they even share like uh, uh practical tips lah mm. like uh yeah maybe in that scenario you can do this so you can uh, honor your work better. Uh, you can uh be a blessing to your colleagues. Mm, you wow. can uh yeah uh or even things like uh uh be be recognized by uh your colleagues and the people like your bosses lah. So not not so much on just like uh, wow these are people that empathize with me, but they also uh give me very good feedback lor. Yeah, mm. Mm. they like reframe your perspective. Okay, yeah, la. correct, correct. Ah, wow, nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm. I think it's interesting because um, in a sense, I also realised like for me, right, stress uh, does like, like makes people do like weird things or so. Mm. Like, I think different people react differently to stress. Yeah. yeah. And um, and then in my case, um, in in the, in advertising, right, people are very vocal, very expressive. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so um, you will hear like, People cussing, swearing, like school, like the clients, school vendors, school each other, yeah, and, and stuff like that. And sometimes it can get like a little bit much, mm. yeah. Especially when you know, sometimes like I will wonder, eh, are we on the same side? Ah? are we on mm. the same team? Or like, mm. how come sometimes you kind of like walk around eggshells or so, mm. that kind of thing. So um, it was very funny because like I think during these moments, um, I realized that uh, one thing that I learned also um about like how to react to stress in a way that um, doesn't put like other people down but um, to try to um, I guess lift people's morale and spirits or to um, try to find a a, a new focus point la, like instead of just complaining and all mm. yeah mm. I think a lot of people will complain mm. uh, will try to point fingers yeah, yeah. so um, I think there was one time right uh I, there was uh like this this like young employee uh she made a mistake in um like what in in her role mm. and um it like snowballed like quite a, a bit 
Yeah, mm. that it affected quite a few people uh, in the company and we were already very, very busy. So it's mm. a bit like, wow, a bit uncalled for, you know, like already yeah, got yeah. so many things to do, right? Then yeah. suddenly this like thing just come in and I think for some people it was just like last straw or it's just like, wow, just caught me on a bad day. Yeah. yeah, and I think maybe because like everyone was already like on on edge, right? Mm. Um, Then like uh, people started to say like unkind things uh, about her or to her or behind her back yeah. yeah and like I think like at first I thought it would just be just that few minutes and then everyone would just try to find like a way to work around that mistake mm. Um, but it became like the lunch conversation you know oh, for no. the entire week yeah so like we will go out and eat together right and um, yeah then it would just be people complaining about her like they just don't talk about anything else oh, no. yeah and I felt like wow uh it's supposed to be like a team culture. And I think for me, one thing that stresses me is when like people that I'm supposed to work with and spend like a lot of time with, like, you know, like stay unhappy at each other and no one is like, you know, doing yeah. anything to like try to fix like um the issue. Lah. Yeah. So I don't know what came over me, but um I just like um just sit um during one of the lunch. Lah. I said, actually, like um maybe you know, like, but I mean, people were saying things like, oh, you know, she's, like, very irresponsible, she's very careless, like, uh, and it started, like, you know, um, talking about her character and stuff like that. So mm. I just say, like, actually, um, I think that a person's character isn't about, like, what they did wrong, like, the mistakes that they make, but, like, whether um, they, how they respond and how they, like, rectify um, the mistake after it. Mm. Yeah, then, like, as soon as, like, I say that, right, then, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, am I going to be next on the chopping block? Yeah, block? You know, like what, what is going to happen? Someone's like lunch. Everyone's supposed to, like, I think if everyone like just want to release some stress yeah, by yeah, yeah. complaining, right? Then yeah. I just like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, I think interestingly, someone like just thought about something else. Like, don't know, like, want to watch like whatever movie this mm. weekend. Yeah. So, um, and I think like after that, like um, one, uh, like, a senior copywriter, she's like 10 years my senior. She came up to me and like said that actually like what you did was like quite good lah. Mm. Yeah. Because I think it just changed the dynamics of like the conversations after that. Like after mm. that, we just started to think about like what kind of solutions that we could, we could bring to the client. Yeah. 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 And like, it wasn't just, oh, you make the mistake, so you go and solve your own problem. Yeah. Like we just like, you know, very territorial, just keep to our own mm. lane. Yeah. But like, I think in the end, we did come together as a team. Yeah. And I, I feel that like, um, I think this is where I realized that uh, stress can be um, good also. Like I think it, um, it can reveal things about us, but it can also uh, present opportunities for us to, um, to not just like look at people based on what they can do or cannot do or what they did right or wrong. Mm, yeah. yeah sure. But like um, for us to be able to come together to support like mm. um like the person la, who whoever that is struggling also. Mm. Yeah. So think that like was for me. Because I feel that like I think people are so much more than, you know, like what they can bring to the table. And mm. even though yes, it's a work environment, our relationships are uh, you know, we're not just like friends, we're not here just to like, oh, you know, have fun, be a family, like we're here to do work, right? But mm. like we I feel like people are still humans, people yeah. still have feelings. Um we all have weaknesses, we all have like blind spots, right? Mm. And I think the reason why we are in a company and we are a team is so that like we can cover each other also. Mm. Yeah. 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 So I felt that like, 
I think this is something that like I want to continue to have because mm. if I was the one that made the mistake, like I I don't think you know I'll feel very good if people just you know talk behind my back. Yeah. And then like my boss don't say anything. Then like one year later during my appraisal, then like you know like uh, cut points mm. and all that. Like wow, it's crazy lah. But mm. like I think that's something that like I would wanna like uh hold on to lah. Mm. Yeah, that that like perspective that people are really more than their jobs. Like mm. people are people. So yeah. Where do you think this perspective comes from though? Because it's not a perspective that many will have, especially in a creative agency. <laughs> yeah, I mean let's be real. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Especially when, like, there's a lot of work, right? Yeah, and there's, like, so much to, like, at risk. Yeah. Mm. I feel that at the end of it, like, I think people are, like, your strongest assets. Mm. And, Ooh. like, relationships also are what brings people, brings the best out of people. Mm. Yeah, and I feel that um, when we want to do the work like the best kind of work is produced when like that this is my opinion lah. Like the mm. best kind of work is produced when people uh know that they are valued for just who they are, more mm. than like what like uh they can bring to the table. I think this is something that like um I I myself personally experience also. Mm. Uh like when I make mistakes, mm. you know, at work and like um instead of being like brushed aside, like um people step in to help. Wow, I feel like quite bad for your dad colleague because eh? I think for me, um, at the very beginning of my career, like in my first few months of my job, I was that colleague that made mm. the mistake and that like people, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't know because I wasn't there but I'm quite sure they probably like talk bad about me behind my back. Mm. Yeah, so like basically there was this email that we had to send to our client then in the email got some like confidential documents. Then I never checked properly, right? I CC a competitor agency. Eh. Oh. <laughs> oh no. It was so bad. And then that time where right, it was when we were up for repitch or so. So the agency was also trying to win our client over. Oh my. Yeah, then they saw the confidential info. So anyway, yeah, that was my huge, huge, huge mistake. And um I think I really struggled during that period. Mm. So like when I first joined this agency, I was doing PR for the mm. first few months. So I realized then that like in all of my years of life, right? Like I don't want to toot my own horn or anything, but I kind of got by in school. Like I never like really like failed super badly or anything. I, I just like, I was like an average student. Mm. So mm. suddenly I joined this job. Suddenly I'm so bad at it. Like, Every single day, I'm just getting scolded by my peers. Oh, la. Oh. Like, I remember there was this one like freelance director. She texted me. She was like, you know, I'm not your teacher. Eh. You're not in school anymore. You know, I can't keep checking your work like this. <gasps> eh. I'm like, oh, oh so stressful. It's like, yeah. it's very strange. You know, it's very out of character for me because normally I check my work and like, normally it's like, mm. like okay. One, like, mm. and then suddenly yeah. people are saying that. Then suddenly I'm like, so sweet. You... Yeah. yeah. Then some, some of the mistakes I made, I also like want to smack myself. Eh. I'm like, mm. why I made this mistake? Then, I started to like question myself like, like is mm. it maybe really I am just like that bad? Like maybe I'm only like book smart. You know, people always say like, oh, like some students really only book smart, but like on the streets, they will die. I was like, maybe <laughs> I'm that person eh. <laughs> so I started to doubt myself a lot. Then I felt very insecure about myself. Then I was just like, maybe like I'm not cut out for like agency life. Mm. I remember like, like three months in, I wanted to quit already. 
And I was mm. like, I there was one time I had like, um, like same as Glenn, I have like life group with my church friends, right? And then we were just checking in on each other. Then I just burst out into tears. Eh. Then I cried. Then everyone mm. was so shocked, you know. I was so shocked. Eh. I don't know why I cried. But anyway, it was a very emotional time. Then I remember I asked my mom, like, what should I do? Like, like should I quit? Then mm. my mom just reminded me that like, um, just because you feel that I mean, just because you're bad at your job doesn't mean that you are bad at being a human in general or that mm. you are not worthy. Like, just because you feel like um, you are very poor quality at work doesn't mean you're a poor quality human. Mm. Like, you are still... Uh, you you are still worthy of being like loved, and you are still worthy of holding yourself in a certain esteem, la. Mm. And then she also re- reminded me like um like at the end of the day, like you are like a child of God, la. Mm. And that um even if other people tell you that you're very lousy, like you know that there is always people who will love you, and that there's always a God who loves you also. And that mm. at the end of the day, like the work that you do or cannot do doesn't matter in the long run. So I felt like that was quite freeing for me because it made me realize that I'm not just my work. Uh, I'm yeah. not just what I can deliver at work. Like I am still worthy of um, being loved and I'm still worthy of holding myself in a certain regard. Lah. Mm. Um, yeah, so yeah, that was one thing that I felt helped. Like, so I just held on to that. The fact that I... I know I'm bad at my job and sometimes really cannot help it. Sometimes really yeah. just a job fit issue. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you are just a square peg in a round hole. And I think that was me and I feel like God placed me there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure enough, that reason came when COVID hit and then eventually they rotated me out of my position to be a copywriter instead. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because they heard how bad I was at being <laughs> PR, but I'm just thankful that they didn't like, you know, fire me. Mm-hmm. Then in the end, when I became a copywriter, then that's when I learned so many more things about like why I was put there in the first place, like how I could like bless other people and like mm. what my career trajectory should look like also. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, so I think my ident- identity as like a Christian, um, strangely mm. enough, helped me in my career. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I think like for anyone that's listening to this and I think just... Uh, you know, like what Elise shared about being a, a, a square in a round like hole, right? And just not knowing whether like what you're doing is like effective or whether it makes sense. Like, I think it really is, um, doesn't mean that like you are bad at your current job now. Um, it means that you're not like worthy. Mm. Um, you're not like a bad human being. Yeah, and um, you are really you are really worth so much more than your job. You're worth so much more than what you can do or cannot do. And um, and I hope that there are people in your life uh, that can tell you this as well mm. um, and can show to you that you are like, um, after all, as human as can be and you are a human that is worthy to be loved as well. Yep. Yeah, thanks for reminding all of us uh, about that we cannot run away from like stresses at work. Like it's always yeah. going to be there. There's no like perfect yeah. job, you know, out there. There's no perfect boss. There's no company with like, you know, like 100% uh, like uh, clarity also mm. and processes and all that. And I think that is something that we we need to recognize yeah. that it is part of um, 
what like working life is mm. um and and when once we realize that then i think we need to um you know sort of prepare ourselves to be able to handle uh when externally you know things happen mm. uh whether is it last minute requests whether is it like um someone didn't pull their way and then we need to like cover by uh planning ahead like like what Elise say right like mm. preparing uh planning enough buffer time mm. or whether is it um creating a strong network of support outside of work mm. as well yeah if let's say it's hard to find it like immediately in um our work environments mm. and so that like we are able to get through yeah, like um, stressful periods at work. Mm. Yeah, and I think one thing like you mentioned also um, was that like to know like there should be an end, right? Like mm. to the season. Oh yeah, I mean, speaking <laughs> of which, both of your jobs sounds quite sounds quite uh, quite serious. Just on a less serious note, yeah. have you all thought of like uh, quitting your jobs? Yeah, yeah. I quit. Uh. Oh, you quit. <laughs> oh. I mean, like, I, I, it wasn't just like the push factors, lah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but um, I think it was something that I mean, I was like reevaluating also whether mm. advertising was an industry that I wanted to stay for long. I knew it was something that I definitely wanted to start my uh career in. Mm. Yeah, because mm. I was interested in like creative. Uh, I I wanted to know what it's like to work in a team with mm. different specialized skills, right? Mm. Yeah, and I think. Um, I was very grateful uh, for the, the 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 number of years that I had. Mm. Yeah, but I knew that um I mean like there are a lot of other things that I hold uh very dearly to in life as well that I also wanna invest my time yeah. and energy in. Like my family, relationships, mm. um, there are uh people, students that I mentor uh, as well and journey life with and mm. all these things, you know, need um time and I don't I don't wanna give like my leftover energy to people who are important to me yeah yeah so i just felt like maybe i needed to take a step back and think about whether um this is something i want to continue like you know Mm. uh, for another five years for example yeah yeah Yeah, so i think that was where um it wasn't just like oh you know like uh the client sucks la then the uh companies like always say yes one then okay la just leave just leave kind of thing but i think it was it, it took a uh, it, it was a process mm. of like talking to like my bosses, talking to like my mentors um, mm. as well and people who have left advertising or, and, and even people that returned mm. to advertising as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I try to talk to like um, a few people so I know that it's not just a purely emotional or subjective thing mm. for me. Yep. Yeah, mm. And right. so in the end you quit. Yeah, in the end, I, I did quit so that um I, I okay, to be honest, like I realized that it's very hard for me to think about all these deep things, <laughs> like, you know, need mm. a lot of like reflection, right? Yeah. To think about, hey, what do I really want and why? Mm. Uh, while running five campaigns yeah, at yeah, one yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I... It's like you I only think... got the shower time to think. <laughs> no, man, shower is like seven minute shower, then sleep away. Lucky, I'm say, I don't even bathe. <laughs> <laughs> In that 19 days, it, uh, I got beef, I got we need to like uh, <laughs> clean the couch. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but yeah. um, yeah. So I I I decided to leave without like finding another job to wow. rest. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think that was quite good also. Like mm. a bit like a sabbatical. Yeah. Yeah. I think you probably needed that rest after. Yeah, six it was years very very good. Day. Reconnected with things that I like to do, but mm. I didn't have time to do. Mm. Met up with people that I haven't met for very long. Mm. 
uh, but also like yeah it, I mean um, made a lot of good friends in uh, yeah in the industry also that I still keep in contact with mm. today mm. Yeah, yeah so it was all in all very rewarding lah. Mm. yeah yeah Yep. So even though it's like, oh, you quit, but there are, like, I know why I quit. And I think yeah. those are, mm. that is more, that is very important. Yeah. 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 I think like similarly, I think my quitting story is quite, quite similar to yours. You were saying just now, sometimes these seasons, these bad seasons, like you need to know that it will end because mm. it's really not sustainable to just go through this season forever. Mm. So I think for me, like the bad seasons kind of just like one season will end, then after that, the next season start. Which is bad also. Which is bad also. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then the in-between incubation period is like not very long, la. like maybe one week uh, to like yeah. get a breather, like three days sometimes. Oh, yeah. oh not enough. Sometimes yeah, overlap. Man. Sometimes we just like constantly firefighting for months. Then my like poor PM will be like, oh, we got no resources. We got no creative resources. <laughs> They'll be like, sorry, can you take on this extra thing then? Yeah, so mm-hmm. in the end, um, mm-hmm. one thing led to another. And then uh, I also started to do some like self-evaluation. Like similar mm-hmm. to you, I was like, do I want to be in an agency forever? I knew I wanted to be in advertising, but I wasn't sure whether I wanted to try like going to the client side instead. Because mm. oh. they always say, what, the grass is always greener on the client side. <laughs> because you call the shots, right? And you don't have so many like stakeholders to answer to. You only have yeah. your own internal stakeholders to answer to. Okay. So you can control your situation a lot more. So then I was just thinking like, uh, 10 years down the road, like, I really asked myself the interview question, where do you see yourself 10 years from now? <laughs> I look at myself, I'm like, do I want to be a creative director? Then I knew the answer was very clear. Like, mm. I knew I didn't want to be a creative director. So I already knew that the career path that I was projected to be on was not the right one for me. Mm. So it, I guess, uh, yeah, everything fell into place. And then I got the offer from my this current company, which I have been in love with wow. since like my my JC days. Mm. Yeah, so wow. uh, when they offered me, I was like, of course, like, of course I'm <laughs> going to take this offer. Yeah. So then I just... Yeah, so the so, timing just matched up. Yeah, okay, like, it wasn't very easy to find a job also, like, not going to mm. lie. Like, it mm. took like many, many months. And then sometimes like I feel like giving up. Um, oh, but another thing that also helped, right, was like, you know, we were all like stuck in prison together, right? It felt that way. Mm. Until one of us left, eh. Like, one of my very close friends, she was like, okay, I'm leaving. Then we were like, you can leave? Can yeah. We were like, huh? Like, <laughs> the you prison can... door open. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you mean, you're, 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 there's liberation on the other side. Then, <laughs> yeah. So then I think that like also started like a whole new season for like a lot mm. of us in that company as well. Mm. When we realized mm. that there was better out there. Mm. Yeah, uh, so in the end yeah um, I I left lo. yeah for, uh, no for something better yeah. <laughs> I feel like the memories that I made and like the experiences and the tears that I cried and everything was all super worth it mm. like I feel like I learned so much from that and I'm mm. definitely like not the same person I wouldn't be the same person if I didn't go through all that mm. but at the same time it's like being able to know to yourself like what you are worth um yeah. And whether you want to settle for a place that um, maybe it's not where you you can fully maximize your mm. abilities. Or mm. not abilities, but more like a place where you cannot fulfill your dreams. Mm. Wow, sounds so wishy-washy. But, yeah, 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 <laughs> but for yeah, you, yeah. it was more like the projection of the 10 years. Yeah, it mm. was. I knew it wasn't where I was. Because you knew be. like, yeah. I yeah. guess for those of us who don't really know... Like me, <laughs> just figuring things out one year at a time. Mm. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, for me, it will probably be like whether what uh, is what I'm doing 
still meaningful? Mm. Yeah, yeah, and maybe what the things that I value, right? Is it still being upheld? Mm. And can I um find that balance and to know that maybe like Glenn, right? Like there are some busy seasons where everything else needs to take a back seat, but knowing that it's not gonna there's gonna be there will be an end date. Mm. Yeah. And if there's not there's no end date, right? Then yeah, I probably gotta do something about it. Yeah. You also, Glenn? Uh actually I think for me it's quite cool. I I, I mean even though I, I talk a lot about how there are periods that are, are crazy, right? Well, I really love my job. And I think <laughs> and I think uh He uh, got the Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> no, Nobody but, quit before, right? It was such a it was such a blessing because uh uh I graduated only okay, I started work quite early. I mean in a sense after graduation I didn't mm. take much of a break. And uh, mm. I came from a private uni. So uh, with that, I didn't have... Uh, it wasn't a requirement to have an internship mm. during uni. And I didn't. La. I mean, for for a few reasons. One of it was uh, I was quite lazy. La. <laughs> then I was trying to, I was trying to uh, okay. uh, 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 just gamble in the sense of uh, will I be able to land a full-time job if I don't have an internship experience? Then, wow, yeah. you want to take up that challenge. And I think in yeah. Singapore, it's such, a, it's such a big thing. Like, Everyone yeah, is pursuing yeah. internships. Everyone, Some is uh, multiple internships, right? Every yeah, summer break. Yeah, I was super blessed because I went to the interview. I mean, I applied. Mm. Uh, and then, uh, you know, after when you you graduate, right, you try to build up your LinkedIn. And then it looks quite measly. La. Like, <laughs> I've got nothing to put. Very clean, then, very yeah, minimalistic. Yeah, <laughs> very clean. Uh, sometimes people try to like uh, put relevant info. My one... Don't even have info to put. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I applied anyway. I tried to apply for mm. jobs. And then this place that uh, I'm working at now uh, gave me an interview. Yeah. So I went for it. And mm. then uh, after one interview, I got in. Eh. Whoa, then, uh, one interview only? Yeah, one interview only. Wow. So I, I met the CEO and uh, this guy that I'm taking over, uh, they interviewed mm. me. Uh, wow. I tried to upsell myself. Like, say, oh, I do this, do that. Uh, so marketing role, right? Uh, I do video edits on the side. I play no a bit No wonder they ask you to do the whole event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I try to upsell. La. But uh, honestly, I don't have much besides a uh, degree. Mm. Yeah, I don't have a valuable uh, internship experience that I mm. can I can boast la, to my future mm. employer. Right? Mm. But uh, I, I just tried. I just went. And yeah. uh, well, I think the doors were really open for me. Like After a while, they contacted me and said, uh, uh, like, we, we want to have you in the company. Then I'm like, whoa! Like, uh, yeah, I felt that it was a super big blessing. Yeah. yeah when, when I told my friends, they were like, ah, serious, uh, you know internship experience and you just got a full-time job like that. Mm. Then I'm like, uh, yeah, lo, really like that. Lo. Yeah, so, uh, wow, I was super thankful for it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, with that, I don't think I'll quit anytime soon. Nah. Yeah. Oh, a round of applause. I, yeah, I really, yeah. I hope I really your love boss my... is watching this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out to my boss. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like the work for you. Okay. Good opportunity to, to, to learn and grow even though there are many things to do. Mm, uh, a lot of things not within your control. Yeah, yeah. A lot a lot of things not within the scope that they put <laughs> out when they were hiring. But uh yeah, I think it's good experience for me also. Mm, yeah. That's good. Wow. Mm. Thank you so much for, you know, sharing like how your work experiences has been. Mm. Right. I think even one year into the job, there's already so much um learnings and takeaways that you, you can have. And that's um that's 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 very good, like, that we that you are able we are able to um remember all these. Cause actually 
uh, beyond the, the actual work that we do, right? It's really uh, learning um, what kind of person we are when mm. it comes to dealing with stress. What are some boundaries that we realize along the way, you know, we got to we got to set up for ourselves and how to communicate well as, as you know, as well to not just our colleagues and bosses, but to the people around us that, mm. you know, um, we also want to pour our our time and energy into also. Yep. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was a really, really good chat. And um, maybe... Uh, you know, if there's any uh, last piece of advice you would want to give to, you know, young grads or even people who have worked for a, for a while but, you know, are currently facing quite a big, like, hurdle in your job that's causing them some stress and anxiety, how would you, uh, what would you like to say to them? Mm. Okay, I think I can go first. Uh, I think one thing I would say to them is give your best at work. Uh, in your job but uh, don't drown uh, don't drown in work yeah there there are really sometimes more things to to life la, and more purpose to life than uh, drowning yourself at work yeah mm-hmm. I think it's, it's such a Singapore thing where uh, I mean 5 out of 7 days you're working yeah. uh, out of that 5 days uh, more than one third of your time is used to to work mm. and uh the the world tells you that uh work is very important and give your best at work. Uh and not just best but beyond. Yeah. Mm. But uh yeah, just give your best. Uh when you touch your heart and you know that uh that's your best, then I think that's enough. Lah. Yeah. Mm. So con- constantly communicate. Yeah, communicate with uh yeah. I think be it your 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 colleagues, your bosses, and even uh people that you they are precious to you, lah, your friends, mm. uh, your family, tell them about uh the stresses you're facing in life, uh, in work, and mm. uh, eventually, yeah, the the end of the tunnel won't be dark lah. There'll be mm. light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Maybe there'll be light like in the tunnel. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's right. Thanks for that. Very wise words. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What about you, Elise? A a word of advice is that. I guess one way that you can think about it, if like the work is very, very stressful and you're feeling very overwhelmed, is to think, will anyone die if you don't meet this deadline? Or will anyone die if you don't do this work? Then actually, maybe think about it, no one will die. Like if this ad about like this food don't run, like (laughs) like everyone was just, they will just continue living. (laughs) So I feel like that that can help to put things into perspective. And I think another... Like another advice is, um, uh, of course, this one is only if you've got like very good friends in the workplace. But yeah. like sometimes going to office helps to make overwhelming seasons feel less overwhelming mm. because you are once again reminded when you look at your colleagues and your friends who are also all struggling that again, no one will die. Yeah, because you're all in it together. You're in the same boat. Yeah, you're in the same boat that hopefully mm. won't sink. Mm. <laughs> another word of advice is to set some non-negotiables in your life Mm. um and for example right for me some of the non-negotiables that i said was um going to church and Mm. spending time with my family Mm. and in some sense like these non-negotiables which you can think of as like restrictions right around your time Mm. also ended up becoming a way to free myself um Mm. it was like i found a lot of freedom in having these like non-negotiable restrictions because I could just be like like my boss is like us we need OT tonight then I'm like sorry I have church very hard to say no to church one um, unless you have a very bad boss but yeah 
So usually that is yeah. one way that I can and and knowing that like of course knowing that I am able to deliver the work on time, right? Because mm. sometimes bosses can get emotional. Then they want you to stay back. Like for the sake of staying back. Actually you don't really need to stay back. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, setting non-negotiables and um being at peace with those non-negotiables. I think it's very mm, important yeah. to um not end up feeling bitter, resentful about it like um it's not good if you set non-negotiables and you end up feeling like very resentful like well wow, why like church take up so much of my time like mm-hmm. that it, then already like uh, maybe you might need to reevaluate what you force what you what you uh, prefer to prioritize in life mm-hmm. um but yeah so yeah two things is uh, no one will die and set non-negotiables yeah yeah i like the first one i would tell myself also <laughs> like uh, I'm not a surgeon. Shout out to all doctors out there. You are very amazing. <laughs> but I'm not a surgeon. If uh, I send this email like 10 minutes late, like really nobody will die. So I can still go out and take mm. my lunch. You know that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So I really hold on to that as well. Um, that like, um, but in the very, very stressful times, I think for me is also to know that, um, that, that um, it's, I think when it's stressful, uh, you you just want to get things done. Mm. Yeah. And like, you just want to like faster finish the work because that is the source of stress, right? Mm. Yeah. But I think like during those times, I also realized what helps a lot is to remind myself that um, this too shall pass, like this will end. But before it ends, right, know that there will be good that comes out of it. Mm. Yeah. Whether yeah. is it like, um, and, and how do you, how can I recognize the good that still exists? Whether is it um, having like colleagues that, you know, like that, uh, can chong together with you whether is it having like an understanding boss uh, or a boss that's open to conversations whether is it having like um, friends that you know like uh, drop by to bless you with a meal yeah and I think it's really being able to recognize that like outside of the work itself there are still like good things that are happening mm. uh, and another good thing is actually like knowing that like what doesn't kill you like can make you stronger. Mm. Yeah. Like if um you are able to persevere through and um have the energy after maybe recovering from your sleep that to um reflect a bit about mm. what just happened. Yeah, I feel that there's a lot of things um that happen in stressful situations, right? That can teach us a lot about ourselves mm. and um teach us how to grow to be stronger, more resilient, and I guess to do things like better the next time round also. Mm. Like we just it's not like, oh, stresses will go away, but I guess we just learn how to fight better. Mm. Mm. So it's a bit like, uh, no one will die. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't die. I try not to die. And you won't die. <laughs> 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 wow, thanks for the summary. Wow, good. <laughs> very good, very good. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much for, for being here to chat with, with, with uh, you know, to chat together today. And um, we've come to the end of this episode on working um, and stressing about work and uh, hope that, you know, uh, whoever that's listening to this or watching this, um, there's, you know, a bit of like uh, insight or a bit of encouragement for all you people out there. Know that uh, if you're OTing right now, you're not alone. We've all gone through that and we were all, uh, OT um, in the near future as well and um, yeah and we hope that you really took away something from this episode and if you like our content feel free to 
uh, like, share or subscribe and um, you know, pass it on to a friend that uh, you know will greatly benefit from this. Uh, we're also on Spotify, we're uh, on Apple Podcasts, uh, you can find us on our YouTube channel uh, and you can follow us as well for social media content on Instagram and TikTok at ngl.people. Um, if you'd like to get to know the community, we have an amazing community as well on our Telegram chat. Um, you can just search for it, it's called NGL People uh, and you can drop your questions there, you can tell us what you like about this episode. If you have more questions about you know, how to handle work stresses, you can just drop it down there. We've got amazing people who you know, will be able to share like their stories and like pieces of wisdom with you as well. So with that, um, thank you very much for coming and we'll see you for the next one. Bye!